Thank you for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And today we have a guest with us, and she is a fan favorite. Um, actually, I don't know. I haven't received feedback if you're a fan favorite, but you're my favorite. So and, there you go. And we're fans. So yeah, yeah and, there and you we're go. fans. So it's Sister Fidelis Marie, and she was on before with us. We talked about discernment and vocations. It's in an episode called What Am I Supposed to Do? So if you haven't heard Sister Fidelis on before, go back and listen to that one. Um, absolutely fantastic. Very good insights, um, which is good because today we're going to be talking about something I think that's really important in spiritual life and in the church. And so Sister just shows her wisdom in that episode <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because she is a trained spiritual director. Mm. And that's what we're going to be talking about is in this episode is spiritual direction. Um, and sister, you get you get asked to go and do this all the time, don't you? Yes. Like to go to campuses and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I feel like I have a front row seat to people's hearts and like how God works in their lives, and it's really humbling. It's it's fun though. Yeah. It's a journey with people. So you have like the like guest invites where you get to go and do kind of like more um, one time spiritual direction versus like your actual directees who you're with all the time, right? Yes. I get to do a little bit of both. So I have consistent directees that I meet with and then I have like um, college campuses will either have busy persons retreats where it's like students are doing a retreat during their actual school week. And so there's just more opportunities for the sacraments and fellowship. And then they offer spiritual direction every day during that. So I can help out with that. Or I just visit different colleges I have relationships with, and then I'll just show up and have, like, a Calendly link. People can just, like, sign up, and then, yeah. So whenever I'm on campus, then I get to meet with them. Yeah, I think that's really cool that a lot of people want you to come out. Um, I refuse to ask you to be my spiritual director because, (laughs) like, you, me, and Fred are all really good friends, and I feel like I don't want that to, like – change but right. um i do feel like i get the benefit of like picking your brain and asking yeah. you spiritual things anyway, so. yeah that's always good mm-hmm. yeah, um, so we we want to talk about um just spiritual direction in this episode and kind of um just interview you and ask you about what it is and what your experience is so i don't think i don't think many people in the church know what it is or know that they need to know what it is if that makes sense yeah yeah so i'll turn it over fred you had a question for sister yeah i was wondering by now there could be people listening that they're thinking i keep hearing this word spiritual direction and spiritual director but they don't even know what that means i know i think of myself you know 10 years ago i i wouldn't have had any clue what that meant so what is spiritual direction and what is a spiritual director No pressure. Um, There are so many books written about this um, topic. So actually what I'll I'll share is just how I view it, um, because I think everyone kind of comes at it maybe a different angle. And actually in one of my classes when I was studying spiritual direction, um, they said come up with an image for you. I'm not a big image person, but an image came to mind. And so this is how I'll explain spiritual direction in my eyes. Um, so spiritual direction, unlike counseling in a lot of ways, it's a counseling is like a two person relationship. It's like 
the person receiving counseling and the counselor. Um, that's kind of one way to look at it. And spiritual direction is like a three-person relationship. It's the directee, the one receiving spiritual direction, the spiritual director, and then God. So a lot of times um, spiritual directors will even put like an empty chair and when they're having a session, just like visibly help the directee remember God is present. Mm-hmm. I don't do that, but it's, you know, it's a good idea sometimes, yeah. I think. Um, but my image is kind of, um, I picture the directee um, holding out their heart and kind of giving me their heart. And I'm able to like turn the heart by the different questions I ask. And we're both asking the Lord to like, emphasize what in their heart might be illuminating like what's joy what's peace what are the desires and maybe what are pieces of the heart that are falling out or like that are hurting um so it's just kind of a time to like be intentional to like reflect on the person's heart and see how is the lord acting in their life through everyday things through prayer through interactions through um, emotions and um how does he desire to tend to their heart and be present to them? So there's so many different definitions, but that's kind of like my visual definition, I think, of it is just real intentional time to see, like, how is the Lord working in the person's life and how does he want to continue to work in them and through them? That's really beautiful. I love that image. Yeah. You actually sort of answered um, uh, one of the questions I had a little bit. How is it? different for somebody who's coming into it how is it different from like a traditional counseling session yeah so it's actually it was interesting we had this class counseling and spiritual direction and they talked very much about the differences but some of the overlaps and there is a new field that is becoming more popular called pastoral counseling and that's kind of a combination of counseling and spiritual direction um For me, I've done both counseling myself and spiritual direction, and I think they're really helpful, and at times they can um, go hand in hand. Um, But I think that counseling kind of more focuses on, like, tools and skill sets that maybe a person might need help in or through, like, trauma or something to no fault of their own um, don't know how to do certain things or, like, if it's, like, creating boundaries or something like that. So I feel like the counseling is more hands-on approach where the counselor is going to be directing a lot of like, okay, I want you to do this or like, let's talk about this. Or I feel there's more emphasis on the counselor um, doing a lot of like the moving and like helping the person gain these skill set. Where spiritual direction, the spiritual director is kind of in the backseat and They're asking questions, but it's more highlighting, like, what is Jesus saying to them? So it's kind Mm -hmm. of always bringing Jesus back in. Um, So I think you can combine certain things. You can, like, help point out things or um, maybe help them see areas where counseling might help or, like, certain certain things can be the same. Like, in counseling, you're going to be addressing wounds, and in spiritual direction, you'll often address that as well. So you can take elements of counseling but the focus is going to be more on, like, how, how is Jesus trying to tend to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're almost trying to get that person to, like, see those on their own through your questions? Yeah. And there's different styles of spiritual direction. So I'm more trained in evocative contemplative. So it's, like, Ignatian-based, and it's, like, helping evoke answers by the questions that I might ask, like, things I might see. 
um, because it's always more beneficial for the person. I might through time of like being a spiritual director be able to identify wounds really quickly and like might know what's like happening internally, but it would be damaging for me to say like, oh, that's a father wound or like right. like rip yeah. it apart for them. It's more beneficial for the person to be able to make those connections on their own. One, it's going to stick more because they're having the revelation themselves. And two, it can be damaging to, to move too quickly if the person's not ready. So I think it's like helping um, lead lead it so the Holy Spirit can, can prompt those questions. Because I'm always in a session like saying to myself, like, come Holy Spirit, like, what do you want me to ask? Like that it's not my agenda, but that I'm like open to like, okay, what are the questions that I should be like asking to help them see certain things? So it's like you kind of are taking it to with counseling, the counselor is kind of guiding, but you're having the directee guide it through their answers and like the fruit that they get from it is reliant on like how they respond in away from you like it not just in that one hour of of spiritual direction but like what are they taking from spiritual direction and then applying to their life right 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 and often in a session and this may sound like a really silly question but it's usually the question people don't ask on their own I'll they might come and say like I'm really struggling with this and I'll say okay and have you brought that to prayer like what has Jesus said to you Mm -hmm. and they'll be like oh like I haven't even asked him and you think like, oh, that's like the most obvious thing. But so time and time again, it happens even in myself and when I go spiritual direction. So I think like in a counseling session, the counselor might just right off the bat be like, okay, so this, this, this. Whereas in direction, my my biggest question is going to be like, what's happening in your prayer? How is Jesus yeah. speaking into it? Because he might say something very different than I might initially be thinking. So I always want to know like, what is the relationship like? It's kind of like being a bridge, helping helping always bring Jesus into it, into the situation. And I think it depends on the person's prayer life. Like I have some people who are very, very beginning in their prayer. Um, And so direction is going to look different versus like someone who has a really solid sacramental, consistent prayer life. Like I think um, the questions I can ask will look different depending on where the person is in their relationship with God. You mentioned having a spiritual director yourself, so yeah. that makes me wonder if you, being a spiritual director, has a spiritual director. Do I need a spiritual director? Like, just asking generically. <laughs> of course, I've I have a I've had a spiritual director, but um, who needs a spiritual director? Who would you say? Yeah. Who out there listening needs one? So we didn't talk about this before, and it might be a hot take that I'm giving, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that spiritual direction I see a lot in the young adult culture can be kind of trendy right now. And so it's like everyone's supposed to have a spiritual director. I don't necessarily think everyone has to have a spiritual director. I think the people who are being intentional in their prayer life and are striving to like um, be consistent with like having someone to journey with them. Um, and our, our, I guess our, is making that intention of I want to grow in my faith life and prayer life in a really specific, active way, I would definitely encourage those people to have a spiritual director. I think some people might just like hop on the bandwagon of like, oh, I should have one. And then they want the spiritual director to like tell them what to do. And so it's those moments where I'm like, maybe like 
pray about it. And if the Lord in the season of your life is saying like, yes, I want someone to journey alongside with you, like, absolutely. So there are times where you've experienced the indecisiveness that I think plagues our generation. Yes. Uh, They put you in the place of God, perhaps. Like, Mm -hmm. just tell me what I'm supposed to do, sister. Yeah. Uh, How do you deal with that when that happens? I have to really refrain because it's so tempting to be like, of course I want to tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, But no, I think it's, it's a good, it's always like an ego check for me to like, to myself remember like, this is God's work and this is God's, um, he's caring for this soul. And so often I might recommend things or say my, my catchphrase will be like, I might suggest this if you feel called to in prayer. So I think I'll make suggestions or or recommendations. But if someone's like, should I take this job? Should I move? I might always say like, well, if we step back and objectively look, like it seems like you feel really peaceful around this. So I'll kind of like mirror it back to them. Mm -hmm. But I never want to make an outright like yes or no, because also I feel like if down the road um, something happens, they can just say like, well, my spiritual director told me to, or you know what I mean? Like, I think it helps the person be responsible for their decisions and their own spiritual life and their relationship with God. Yeah. So kind of like if you were, have a good friend, like, and, you know, maybe they're married or or making big life decisions, you would want to like advise them, but always make sure it's like, well, you need to talk to your husband or like, you need to talk to your wife or like, ultimately you guys are making the decisions. Yeah. I feel like you've totally pulled that on us before. Like, you seem very peaceful right now. It's like, you're not my spiritual yeah. director, but you totally do that to me yeah. <laughs> all the yeah. time. Yeah, I'm recognizing some of these questions, Kara. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's good, though, because I need that, you know, so yeah. that's fine. So, okay, you said you don't think, like, everyone necessarily mm-hmm. needs to have a spiritual director. So for those that feel called to it or for anybody, if, you know, you're listening and you're just curious – Why could it be important to have one? Like, what's the benefit? Yes. So I think that so often when my spiritual direction personal session comes up, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? I don't know what I would say. Mm. And then, like, I start the session and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is going on. This is going on. This is going on. So I think it just helps helps us to be accountable to have to articulate to someone else what's happening in our prayer or in our life. And I think often we might not know, we might know what's going on, but if we don't have to like explain it or take time to intentionally look at it, we might miss things. Or we might not, you know, let the graces soak in or spend time with the good things or spend time with the struggles. So I think it's good just for like that accountability. Um, It also helps like a person to continue praying and continue like being aware of where God is in their life. Um, so it's just kind of like a, it's, it's the support that I think draws something out of the person while also they're receiving from it. I remember that within my own spiritual direction, um, it was very much like I enjoyed those questions where it's like, where did you see God in this? Or what has God been saying? Because not that like, I wouldn't take it to prayer. Well, sometimes I wouldn't, honestly, mm-hmm. but if I did, was I actually listening to him? Or as I was like telling something to my spiritual director, he's like, what's God saying to you now? And it's like, just being aware that you're supposed to be inviting him into the current discussion, not just like your past or, you know, coming up decisions that are, that are 
you know, on your mind. So I thought it was really helpful just to like get in the habit of always being like, God, what are you saying to me? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really, I really appreciated mm-hmm. that element in my own spiritual life at that point. I remember you and I were in the car um, and we were talking about this like kind of in depth, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how to illustrate it like over audio, but um, (laughs) but there was elements that you were talking about that was like basically I think it had to do with the the Ignatian spirituality, Mm -hmm. but basically that you're trying to like bring people like in this spiral and it's like cyclical encounters and cyclical prayer life and and growth can you speak a little bit to like how yeah. you are trying to intentionally do that in direction yes so to clarify i don't want people spiraling yeah <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah i think that um so often we might think of like our spiritual life is like going from point a to point b or like more like chronological or this like straight continuous line And we might often get frustrated or be like, I thought I was over this, or I thought this fear was like gone, or I thought this wound was done. Um, So I like to look at it as going almost from, like if you think of um, like a pathway going down and down and down, like in a big circle, like if if our spiritual life is, it's more about a deepening and like layers that unfold and unfold and unfold. And I think that can help because it, if something comes back up again, it's not like, oh, I'm going backwards. It's more like, right. no, you're deepening because maybe a wound that you had early in your life, there was healing in it, but now maybe you're, you're not the same person you were back then and the Lord's bringing it up because he has like more to do. So it's, I kind of like that visual, of like you're going in this like spiral down to like a deepening of like who you are versus like just this like kind of continuous line of like backwards or forwards yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I I love that because I see that even in my own life like just things come back up or it's like really am I still thinking this or still struggling Mm -hmm. with this and it's like it doesn't mean you're failing Um, it just means that there's something more still there right you have to like think through and pray with and stuff. Mm-hmm. Brad, you, you talk a lot about that too, like the onion analogy. Right. Yeah. Uh, at first, sister, I thought you were describing my Lent. So oh. I had to, <laughs> I had to stop. You said, I thought I was over this by now. And I'm like, wait a minute, is she talking about my Lent or, uh, <laughs> but yeah, for me, spiritual direction has, there was a lot of that healing in that. It almost felt like, and I, and I kind of had both at the same time. I had my spiritual director and I had a friend that um, was a counselor, and mm-hmm. I think he really kind of helped me with kind of some of those counseling type of things that really helped me to overcome some things. But the way I describe that to care that she's referencing is it, it feels like an onion where like the wound's deep on the inside, mm-hmm. and and you think you're over it, you peel that layer off, and you discover, oh, wait, there's there's more wound there, and you keep having to peel those layers Feel those layers, and so even now, um, at this point in my life, I feel like there's there's things that the Lord keeps taking me back to, like, and and I find myself saying, "Lord, I thought we were done with this. Why do why do we have to keep going back to this? You know, and 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 finding that with every layer comes more healing. It's mm-hmm. just gradually and in stages. So earlier when you said you don't want to move too fast on that sometimes. I don't know. That really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And an image they gave us for directors is to say, it's like 
not like a grave digger. You're not like scooping out heaps of things. It's more like an archaeologist, like gently sweeping. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true for the Lord too. Like he's so gentle and I'll often say to my directees, like, don't go trying to dig up wounds, like ask the Lord for him to reveal it in his time. Because again, I think it could be damaging if we're like, I'm going to go back and like look through my whole life history and try to find the most damaging things. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's to say like, Lord, if there's memories or if there's wounds you want to like bring back up again for healing, like go for it, that he's the one initiating it, that we're, we're not trying to be the divine physician. We're like letting him um, be the one to mm-hmm. heal and, and expose what needs to, what might be infected or what might be, you know, still stirring that needs healing. Yeah. I, lo- I love that contrast between grave digger and archaeologist because mm-hmm. a, a grave digger is just, who knows? I mean, why they're, I mean, uh, why they're digging other than, <laughs> other than, you know, a burial, they could be, have bad purposes behind there if they're, you know, robbing or something like that. But an archaeologist is, is digging gently and carefully for the purpose of telling a story and understanding the story behind Mm -hmm. that. Uh, So I think that's beautiful. I liked that too because I feel like a grave digger is just like going really quickly and you don't really care what you hit or the damage that you're Mm -hmm. making. So I like that. So would you say to get to that point where it's like, okay, if you're just gently sweeping things away, it's going to take a while. So is it important Mm -hmm. when you choose a spiritual director um, to plan to stick with them, like, and have that longevity of relationship? I, I think so. I think that, um, just like any kind of relationship, it takes time, like rapport needs to be built up, history needs to be built up. So I think, I don't know, for me, I, I kind of like to stay with the one I have. I had a spiritual director for like three years and then, um, this person ended up moving. So I needed to find a a new one. Like they moved out of the country Mm -hmm. and we're no longer, going to be continuing doing that and I was like in mourning for a while because it was like you know my whole like history of like my whole life and everything so um, I think there is a benefit to someone who's consistently journeying with you and and um, that it's not like you have to re-explain everything in depth um, but they kind of like you might have to help them remember it but it's like they they know your background and there is trust built up I think that's another thing it's like definitely have if you're looking for a spiritual director have someone that you trust um and that you feel comfortable with I know for me personally and I think I've shared that with you Kara I don't know if I've shared it with you Fred but I had um a few male spiritual director priests and they were phenomenal and they were great for the season of life I was in but I realized that I was holding back like I was having a hard time talking about certain things to men and so I feel like the spiritual director I have right now is a woman and I'm realizing like for this season that's more beneficial for me because I can just like reveal everything there's like no holding back and I think that's what's important for a spiritual director is like this trust and this freedom to to be able to say like here's everything this is what's going on yeah Mm -hmm. how would somebody know that like is there a process of of um, where it's appropriate to almost test out spiritual directors or discern mm-hmm. if like you are a good fit together. Yes, um, I 
I always say to if I have someone new, like a lot of people, I'll already have relationship with them, like if it's college students, and then they might ask me. And so like, we kind of already have like some kind of form of relationship. But if I have someone new, who's just looking for spiritual direction, I'll always say like, let's have three spiritual direction sessions. And then Mm -hmm. let's just check in and see if it's a good fit. So like, I want them the freedom to say like, Ooh, this isn't like not a match. And also me the freedom to say that too. Um, Mm. And I also always leave up the like appointment scheduling to the person to just say like, you let me know if you want to meet again. So again, there's no pressure. So if they don't want to officially say like, hey, this is not a fit that they just don't need to make an appointment. And then I'm like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's nice too to start with that because then it's not like you're offending somebody if it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it takes like two or three times to be able to see like, okay, is this like, do we have the same kind of styles or is this like what I'm looking for? Um, Cause everyone's kind of different. Yeah. Kara mm-hmm. made a passing comment about this earlier, but why should a spiritual director not be your friend? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think because I think they could be capable of it, but I think what might be hard is um, more for the directee relationship with the director so I think a director directee like I could still be friends with the person that I'm directing but I think the person who might be sharing very vulnerable things or things they might be embarrassed about um, if they might know something about the director like oh I know they struggle with this too so like Mm -hmm. it just allows a freedom kind of like if there is a little bit of boundary where you don't know everything about your director's personal life so I think my directees, they know about me, but we're not like on a friend level where they know everything. Um, so mm. I think it just allows for more freedom to kind of have that anonymity. I don't know if that's the right word, where they don't know like everything going on in the personal life of the director. So they don't have to worry about like, oh, is this a trigger for them? Or, ooh, I know right. how they feel about this or, you know what I mean? So mm. I think it could also be hard too, because like, I mean, I mentioned that like even when we're together, I pick your brain, mm-hmm. but also like that's not the purpose where we're getting together for coffee or whatever. So if you mm-hmm. have that relationship, it's like, okay, so is every time you're meeting together, even in a friendship context, like, is it becoming spiritual direction accidentally? And so that mm-hmm. would, I think that would be kind of hard. Yeah. And I find that like, it sometimes that kind of just blends naturally into like how I interact with people um, just because it's part of like how I think now or how I talk but I have to be mindful to be like okay this is not spiritual direction yeah (laughs) it's like happening now if I'm like hanging out with friends or something yeah Um, I mean that's also like a beautiful fruit I think of virtuous mm -hmm. friendships where you can just like switch from talking about something really fun and and light to just being like so how's your prayer life yeah Yeah, for sure I think you can definitely have like um spiritual conversations and they can have those elements in it but to have like Mm. specific intentional spiritual direction sessions yeah Yeah. is a different thing yeah Kara, I feel like that's at the heart of our fr- like oh, friendship. Yeah. That's that's part of that chit chat and mm-hmm. banter joke that's been ongoing yeah. since the beginning. Is the conversations always end up going back there? Uh, I also think uh, we we did an episode on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, we can link that in the show notes. But if you're someone that has the charism of encouragement, I, I think that can lend itself to that, where people like to open up to you. Yeah. Um, and share all the problems. And, and there's just something healing about opening up to you as a person, um, whether you're inviting them to or not. 
it's just people are just responding. Uh, they're moved by grace to do that. So uh, perhaps that's some of that blurring too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd wonder, sister, if you have that charism, because I know you, like you've said that you get to that insight into people's hearts. And I think that's really beautiful to be able to do that just so quickly on like a college visit spiritual direction. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not, uh, it's not that built relationship, you know? Yes. And I think perhaps I do. I, it was interesting when the sisters suggested I study spiritual direction, I actually wanted to study counseling. And so when I had that class, Um, the Lord really spoke deeply to me, but I could see when we were doing our practice spiritual direction sessions and our practicum, I'm not very, um, smart academically. Like I'm really competitive and I'll get good grades that way. But it honestly was like the only time in all of my academic experience that everything kind of clicked into place really easily. So I think that's definitely like a gift that I could see the Holy Spirit working. Like it, it just was all really clear for me. And so that was like a beautiful experience to say like, oh, there, there must be something here with this me doing direction and versus like counseling. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how would somebody discern if they are called to that? Like if somebody feels like they want to go on and, and like be trained to be spiritual director, how do they discern if that's something that's actually just like their own desire or the Lord's call for them? Yes. Bring it up in spiritual direction. No, just okay. Kidding. <laughs> okay. No, I think definitely um, praying about it. And if like they keep feeling a peace and an affirmation in it, then I think the next thing would to be to take that action on it and say like, okay, I'm going to start like looking at different um, spiritual direction programs and like seeing does the curriculum look interesting? Like, do these classes speak to my heart? Does something come alive in me when I'm thinking about this? And I think if they're at that point where it's continuously coming up in prayer or they're noticing they have certain characteristics about themselves to to move forward, and then when they're actually in maybe a um, spiritual direction course, it would just affirm it for them. But probably I'd say go for it and just move forward, and the Lord will clarify that. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was asking for a friend. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that some this is in like the discernment of, you know, who might be a good fit, that mm-hmm. sometimes people just have different styles. Mm-hmm. What are the different styles that you can be trained in? You mentioned yours was more contemplative. Like what if, you know, what are those different styles and what if somebody comes in and, and that's not necessarily their spirituality? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I have only had limited experience because it would just be me going to spiritual direction Um, Like my first spiritual director, literally he had a whiteboard and he would like write different things on the whiteboard, but it was beautiful because it actually taught, like he was like teaching me about the spiritual life and like Mm. um, diagramming out what I was saying. And so like, it was like the best first spiritual director experience I had because I learned so much about my spiritual life from that. So he was more like, academic um he wasn't like teaching he was just showing me like okay so do you see this so this connects to this so let's ask why and then he put like why and then he'd put my answer and then he would sit down and then he would just sit in silence and be (laughs) looking at the board and I'm like what am I supposed to do right now I don't know but looking back on that those two years with him I learned so much about my interior life so that was kind of one style where um he was like diagramming my heart as I was like talking about it Um, or there's some where they're a little more hands-on or it might be more 
conversational um, and more like um, interview kind of guidance versus like let's spend time in silence or like often Mm -hmm. I'll say to to a directee like would it be okay if we took some time right now and you just ask Jesus now like you take as much time as you want and I'll have people like 10 15 minutes and I'm just sitting there so I'm okay with saying like let's pray about it in the session because you might not always pray about it after the session depending on what their Mm -hmm. vocation in life is so um yeah so I think some people might say like okay outside the session pray for this um so yeah there's all different kind of ways what people might connect with that's one thing I really appreciated with my spiritual direction with my spiritual director was like he would pause before even asking questions and be like, okay, I just give me a second. And he would like pause and close his eyes like he was seeing if God wanted that mm-hmm. question to be surfaced. So I really appreciate that because he just had a very prayerful way of approaching um, how he was trying to guide me. So I liked mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sister, I'm curious. I think obedience is something we struggle with. Mm. And I know in spiritual direction, sometimes you will be asked things Mm -hmm. that do... St. Faustina is a saint that comes to mind where she didn't always want to do the things (laughs) that... But the Lord said, be obedient to your spiritual director. And I found in my experience with my spiritual director, there were those things that he asked me to do, and I was obedient to them. One example comes to mind, um, I have a hard time saying no to things. Mm -hmm. And so what he asked me to do, and even though he passed away, I still stick to this. Mm. Um, He was concerned about me creating burdens for my wife and my family or Kara, because we work so closely together in our day jobs and in Mm -hmm. this work we do together. So before I would say yes to something, that would cause a burden in either direction. He would, he asked that I get both of their permission before I say yes. Mm, (laughs) Uh, And he said the reason was to kind of keep me balanced. Mm -hmm. And, and even though he's passed, I still continue to do that because I found the fruit in it. So I guess I'm just curious, what do you see as the value that spiritual direction provides in that way of helping us to grow in obedience, but also in being obedient to a spiritual director, what value is there in that? Yeah, I think the beauty is a spiritual director can often see patterns of things um, where a person might not be aware. So they might see like a pattern, like you were saying in your example of you saying yes to things, yes to things, yes to things. And I think they can um, kind of allow you the freedom to lean into that by like not doing that by giving you the opportunity by him saying like I'm going to ask that you not that you ask Kara and you ask your wife first so I think um, the beauty of the obedience would be that trusting that the spiritual director is seeing some kind of pattern and that um, they're giving you an opportunity to like trust where the spirit is working in them as well Mm -hmm. But you always have the freedom, you know, like you yourself have the freedom to do that or not. So, but I think it's saying like, okay, this person has been journeying with me and they might be seeing things that I can't see because I'm too close to it. Mm -hmm. And so um, that I'm going to know that the Lord will bless that. But yeah, I'm always very careful when I do something like that. I I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. I usually have to have a pretty strong rapport with a person. Like, I probably wouldn't do that to Mm. someone that I've only been directing a while. But I might just say, like, 
I'm going to ask you to do this. What do you think about that? Like, mm-hmm. Are, mm-hmm. do you think that's something you like see the reasoning behind or would you feel comfortable mm. doing that or and some people might say like yes i see that but it's too hard now and i say okay all right what well, yeah but i'm still yeah. gonna throw that out there like yeah you know yeah and in, in three years there's only two times i remember mm-hmm. getting like specific one was praying the sorrowful mysteries every day mm-hmm. through lent and then the other is that so but i've seen the fruit yeah. in it even still so yeah no and i think that's the beauty of like the relationship is to say like, okay, I, I trust this person and I see the Lord working in them. And I think if you see the fruits of spiritual direction happening in your life, you're going to be more inclined to trust if your spiritual director says something like if, you know, every time I'm coming, mm. there's something that I'm, I'm continuing to deepen my life. Um, I think that just helps the relationship that it's like a, yes, I trust them and they, and they trust me as well. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of the fruits, then we've all mentioned like we've had spiritual direction before, um, whether in, you know, currently or in just phases of our lives. What are the fruits that you've seen in your own life, uh, be, not being a spiritual director, but being a directee and having somebody direct you? Yes, I feel like I would not pause on the things I should pause on if I didn't have a spiritual director. Yeah. I think they really help me. um stay with things I'm really quick to like move past things and I think my spiritual director really helps me to just stay in the moment um, and has taught me a lot how to be receptive to God because I don't I feel like I struggle the most with like receiving him and like letting him speak to me and so I'm kind of learning how because often the spiritual director will say like okay can we go back to that one thing wait can we just mm-hmm. let's just stay mm-hmm. there can we so they're really good at like helping anchor me back into that okay I noticed there was a lot of energy around this when you said that can we is it all right if we stay there um so I'm learning how to just be with God in moments and really like yeah. absorb the moment and not like move past it I'd say that's one of the biggest graces is to um learn how to just be not yeah. move so quickly through life or mm. through experiences or um I think that's the beauty of Mary is she like pondered things in our heart and I think we're just like living life and we're not often like letting those experiences penetrate us or really that we're encountering what we're experiencing we're just like moving through it and yep. it happened and it's gone now so I think it's allowed me to help myself like really encounter God and and encounter myself in my daily life yeah mm-hmm. that's that's awesome I think for for me like the fruit was very similar um it was like I wasn't not that I wasn't pausing on things but I wasn't intentionally finding God in things mm-hmm. um like I would just let let certain things happen or let prayer happen but I, I wasn't like really pausing and thinking about what that meant and so for me I really liked the opportunity to like think about my my last week or my last month you know since spiritual direction like what has happened and what is going on interiorly because I don't think for a very long time I like turned and looked interiorly it was just what am I doing in my faith? Am I praying a rosary? Am I going to mass? Am I going to confession? And it wasn't like, no, what is God doing for you? And that was actually one of the biggest, um, the biggest fruits that I felt from my spiritual director was like, it was always like, God, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? You know? And he was, he was like, 
don't you see that God is a loving father and he is actually asking you that question? Mm. Like, Kara, what do you want mm. me to do? Mm. And I had never like really thought about that because it was always like I felt like I needed to do for for God. So that was one of the biggest fruits for me was just like letting him love me like a father because mm. he wants to and he wants to do those things for you. For you. Mm. Mm. I love that. What about you, Fred? What, what was fruits in yours? Uh, <laughs> I was I was trying you know I was that was listening coming. <laughs> to you talk and trying to think of my answer at the same time. <laughs> um, I, I think I go back to that that healing thing, honestly, Kara. I I think yeah. Um, I said there were I said there were only two things that my spiritual director act, asked me to do that were difficult, and I thought of a third one. Um, and I'm not going to say what that third one is on air, but Carrie, you know what it is. And, yeah. Um, that was really helpful for me. There were there were wounds in my life that I needed to let go of, and I I needed to stop going back to, mm-hmm. and I needed to recognize that I've done everything I could. There's nothing more that could could be done or could have been done. It's time for me to move on, and I think spiritual direction help me to come to terms much more with that and accept that and honestly keep me looking forward. Um, so that's how I would answer that question. That's awesome. So sister, how as a director, how do you approach um, direction differently for each people? Cause for each person, because obviously like, the things people are dealing with are different and you're mm-hmm. also trying to sift through like what is their approach to handling conflict? What's their approach to handling, you know, spiritual desolation? And you're trying to like figure that out with each individual person. Mm-hmm. So how does that, uh, how does that like weigh on you? If it's, I mean, I know you said you like turn back to God and mm-hmm. it's him doing the direction, mm-hmm. but, but there's also obviously that element of like God's working through you. Right. So how, how do you, um, yeah, how do you guide different people who are at very different phases and they operate in very different ways? Yeah, I think it's um, for parents out there that are listening, it's like almost getting to know your different children. Mm. Um, So I feel like I learned over time like which people I direct are internal processors and they need a lot of space. So I have to be really comfortable with like, this is not awkward they are the silence yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so I think it takes it takes time like just like they're building relationship with me for me to like learn things or um be able to read them if they might be like resisting something or not telling the whole truth you know to right. to be able to be like is there more to that or like would you like to say more um but I feel like a lot of it is um just kind of growing to know them and and trial and error of like okay these things um work and these things maybe don't uh I had my spiritual director used to always say after every other session she would say what was the gift in that for you and almost every time um she would say what you said was not what I was thinking it would be so I think that it right there can show like what someone might take away from the session was not necessarily what I thought. Oh, this is like, this is the thing for them, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's always good. I, I sometimes will check in and, and see that so I can kind of get a read on like what's, what's hitting or, um, but I feel that they, uh, a thing I look for is your treasure chest is emotions, images, and memories. 
So I like to really be able to focus on that. If someone gets emotional, that I can say, what are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Or if someone is bringing up a memory to focus on the memory, or if they have an image um, to spend time like unpacking that image. So I feel like it's more things I concentrate on versus like their personality will kind of come through, but I try to always focus on um, things I know that are sure and steadfast and know that yeah. that kind of runs through all human hearts, even if personalities are different. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. This is actually something that I, I've asked <laughs> in interviews for people that we are going to hire. <laughs> I know what this is. You know what okay. the question is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> So honestly, I only asked it for people out of pure curiosity. Um, But I once heard something in one of my grad school courses, and it was the question to pose to the class, would you rather have a spiritual director who is holy or learned? So they're intellectual. And what the majority of the class said, he was pulling from a saint, and I can't recall what saint it was. Um, It might have been John of the Cross, but but I won't pin that on him. Um, was opposite of what the class was saying. So I just asked people out of curiosity, like, which one they would prefer. Um, so for you, you oh. know, as if, as a director and a directee, like, which yeah. would you prefer to have and which would you prefer to be? Definitely to holy. Holy for both. Right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I have biases about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always yeah. say, like, try – your director should be holier than you. That That makes me feel a little uncomfortable as a director – but they say like um, you want friends who are like on the same level that you're challenging each other, but yeah. you want a director who is like almost deeper in the spiritual life than you because if they're guiding you, you know, like friends, we can encourage each other and guide each other. But um, sometimes you want someone who has like more lived experience or more wisdom in the spiritual life because they can read things that maybe you might be unsure on. Like last right. night mm-hmm. I called a friend just for like quasi direction was like, I can't read if this, like I can't read what's happening right now. And like, I knew this person would be able to be more wise in this than I was. And that's why mm-hmm. I was seeking out their counsel. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I would say the same thing. Definitely holy mm-hmm. for me. Well, that's what the majority of the class said. I'm just going to vent and show my biases right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, majority of the class said holy, but he was pulling from a saint, and he was saying that the reason that, that the saint said learned is because a holy person can only guide you in the way that they've become holy. A learned person can guide you in the approaches to, for any person to become holy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. And he can mm. give you the knowledge of, like, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He gives you wisdom. He gives you knowledge. I'm like, yeah, what? You have to be holy, though, to help people be right. holy. I don't want to know what saint that was. Cause I know. I really struggled with yeah. that one. I really did. And, mm-hmm. like, I was a distance ed student, so it's not like I could raise my hand and be like, excuse me. And I would totally do that. I would totally, like, argue. <laughs> yeah. But she she loves asking this question. Oh, man. So I do. Uh, I do. Yeah. Well, if anyone's I'll- listening and I ever ask it in an interview, like, you know the right answer. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. You know the answer that we you don't know like. <laughs> yeah. I, I think follow me as I follow Christ. Paul's words come to mind yeah. for this, you know. And so I would say holy, too. Mm-hmm. It's it's mind-blowing because, sister, I, I think you're right. The spiritual director should be holier than 
the directee, but then I think like Padre Pio had a spiritual director and St. Faustina. I don't know. That just blows your mind. Who is this incredibly holy person that I have no idea what their names are, you know? Yeah. Uh, And I also don't know how you can gauge someone's like whole, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're basically saying like, have someone who you like trust. That's what I would say. Like someone that you trust and know that you can go to and, and they're going to help you grow. Yeah. yeah, I've seen sometimes people get, and maybe this is a good place to ask this question, but I've seen some people get confused with mentor and spiritual director. Mm. What's the difference and what's the, uh, what's the difference, I guess? I feel like for me, mentor would be someone who's more just like giving you advice and helping you along. Spiritual director, there's going to be that like confidentiality and like, um, mm. kind of like unbiased almost a little bit where I feel like mentor mentor probably too might be like more involved like spiritual direction you're like doing sessions or, or however often you meet with your director or text or mm. call or whatever but I feel like I don't know mentor seems more like a to me like a more of an intimate daily kind of thing you know like someone right. who's mm. like more entwined in your life um, gotcha. and it feels I don't know it feels like to me more like a friend I don't know that's just like you my can definition. ask them yeah like you can yeah. ask them about anything in your life as opposed to spiritual directors that's like trying to grow your relationship with Christ in you mm-hmm. yeah sister one of the questions I hear all the time I get calls on this regularly mm. um, I want a spiritual director but I can't find one yeah what do I do join the club <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely I know for myself, yes, when I had that where my spiritual director I mentioned earlier I had been with for like three years and then this person moved and I told myself I'm not just going to find anyone. I'm going to really pray and ask the Holy Spirit to send me someone because I don't just want anyone um, or just because they're this person or that person think that they're qualified because they might not have been learned in the Mm -hmm. spiritual life or in the (laughs) interior life. Um, so I think definitely pray if the Holy Spirit's putting that on your heart where you're desiring one to ask to be open to like seeing this person and finding this person. I know there are like some websites. I don't know the names off the top of my head, but there's like a spiritual director directory um, mm-hmm. that a lot of people can like register. I know like I'm not on it, but yeah, or calling parishes or um yeah, I know that there are lots of people who do direction that aren't um, priests. They might be lay people. They might be sisters. They might be consecrated um, or religious. You know, there's all different types of people that are doing spiritual direction. So, what are your opinions on that? Like people who aren't consecrated or you know clergy doing mm-hmm. spiritual direction. I think, and this is just a personal opinion. I think for me, what I look for is someone I trust. Mm-hmm. And I know I can be completely like unfiltered. I can bear all, and that I I personally like to know that they have some training. Yeah, me mm-hmm. before training and me after training is totally one hundred percent different person. <laughs> oh, so yeah. now that I've been through training and like edu- and still continuing to educate myself, um, that's like really helpful. For me, like that's just one of my personal requirements is I want to know this person has some kind of um, background and training and spiritual direction and that I trust them. That's my two for me at least. Are there any spiritual readings or 
particular saints you'd recommend in that time of discerning Mm -hmm. and praying for a spiritual director that you would recommend people read for kind of informal spiritual direction from the saints, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, St. Ignatius is good. He's like one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. But Father Gallagher, he's living. He's not a saint, a Mm. canonized one. But he has some really good books out there on discernment of spirits and um, ones for spiritual directors. And I feel like his stuff is so easy to read because he does a lot of like stories and like real life examples. Um, So I would definitely like recommend that. Um, There's also one where it's kind of takes like a 30 day Ignatian and puts it like in uh, Ignatian retreat, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius and puts it in for someone who's just living their daily life. They can read it. So I myself am Benedictine, but I really appreciate the Ignatian way of looking at the interior life. Um, So I definitely would say like any kind of like St. Ignatius books, Father Gallagher has so many um yeah that that would be my big recommendation awesome and we'll link those in the show notes yeah if someone is listening to this and we really amped you up there at the beginning you know really good spiritual director (laughs) so if somebody's listening to this and they're like oh i kind of feel connected to sister are you Mm -hmm. taking more or are you pretty pretty booked solid um currently i'm pretty booked solid but i'm always open to like say like hey you know because I'll have people who will go through seasons where they they need direction and then it's like their life gets chaotic or busy or something happens so I often will have people kind of drop drop on or drop off or yeah whatnot but yeah I feel like the more colleges I visit the more students I meet and then the more they want to do it yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it's like my mother's heart is like okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> but just like fred i have to be able to say no to certain yeah. things so yeah. yeah yeah you have to get kara's permission first That's right. yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> but you do have good connections so if somebody yeah. was if somebody yeah, was curious absolutely. or or wanting to discern or you know do like a, a trial run with people you could always help out yeah, if, absolutely. if they're really struggling so yeah for sure yeah well, awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking about the sister. I do think that it's um, it's not talked about as much and, mm-hmm. you know, we're having less and less people trained. And so mm-hmm. it is something that I think is just so needed for those, like you said, who are ready to really go deeper and want to yeah. want to grow in their spiritual life. So I really appreciate you coming on and talking more about it and sharing your expertise. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We got that on recording. Expertise, yes, everyone. You have expertise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So until next time, there will be next time, I'm sure. Yes. Thank Thanks, you. Sister. Thank you so much.